it's Caleb, and I'm so excited for today's episode of the podcast because today I'm talking with my friend, friend of the pod, Sam Collier. And if you're not familiar with Sam, Sam is a pastor, speaker, writer, and host of the Greater Story with Sam Collier TV show and radio podcast. And he's been on the podcast several times, but today we're talking with him about for a specific reason, and that's because his book, A Greater Story, has come out. And I'm so excited about this book. It's a phenomenal book, and I can't wait to hear the conversation. Well, I can't wait for you. I already know what's happening in the conversation, but I can't wait for you to hear the conversation that we have today. I also want to let you know that he was a guest just a few weeks ago on the podcast as well, and we were talking about some of the different things that were happening in our country and kind of what we can go moving forward as well. And so if you missed that conversation, go back and re-listen to that. It's an incredible conversation. Like always, Sam is just dropping all sorts of wisdom as he's going to do today. Before we get into that conversation, I want to let you know that the music that you're listening to is brought to you by another one of my good friends named Sam, and that's Sam Massey. And so if you have any audio or video needs, Sam is the guy. Sam Massey is the guy. Sam Collier is the guy for other stuff. Uh, But hit up Sam Massey for any of that stuff. If you're listening to the podcast, the best way to make sure that you don't miss any episode is by hitting subscribe on whatever podcast player you use. Or if you're like me and you listen on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow button and you'll never miss an episode. Now, without any further wait, here is my conversation with Sam Collier. Sam, it's so good to have you back on the podcast. I feel like everything has been leading up to this moment. We're <laughs> getting ready to talk about a greater story, your new book. Bro, everything has been coming to this moment right here. <laughs> I've been on the learner's corner. How many times? Ooh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot, bro. I think this might be my fifth time. <laughs> Maybe fourth. But I, th- I think you're right. <laughs> I think you are the guest who has been on the podcast the most. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I love y'all. I'm in the zone. But, bro, this is the moment. Like, this is the reason I started my podcast. This book, this is the reason... That I'm, and I even know you guys, man. Everything is was leading to this moment right here, the launch of a greater story, the book. I think it's out right now. If this is coming out week of, okay, it's coming out week of. It, the book is out right now. Go get it on Amazon. Go get it on Barnes and Noble. Go get it on BakerBookHouse.com. I mean, go get it. Get the ebook, audio book, physical, whatever makes you happy, bro. I'm just, I'm amped right now. I'm running as hard as I can this week. Yeah, and and I want to get into the story, but even just us talking right now has got me thinking of how long you have planned to write this book. And I, can you just talk about that for a moment? 
because it's not like, well, hey, it was a year ago. And you know what? I This book publisher came to me and I decided to write this book. It's so much bigger than that. Yeah. You talk about the moment that you decided to write this book and then kind of the things that you have done to get to the point to where you can you can release the book. The book is out now. <laughs> Bro, this thing started four years ago, maybe four and a half. And you know, I was on the Steve Harvey show six years ago. And I met my biological family for the first time, which we'll get into all of that. That's the story and so on and so forth. But some a year or so after that, Jeff Henderson at North Point, who I think you may have had him on here before, um, he used to be over all sports marketing at Chick-fil-A. He says, Sam, we're doing a series called Cast Member. And the whole idea is that God is writing this grand story and we each have a part to play in the story. We're a cast member in God's story. And so he said, you got to you gotta tell your story in this, in this story, right? This cast member series. And as I started to tell the story, you know, Andy Stanley is all about bottom lines, right? Figure out how to say everything you want to say in one sentence. And I said to Jeff, after I told him the story, he said, say it just like that. I said, well, but what's my bottom line? He said, it has, why don't you just make it the bottom line for the whole series that we already, that Jeff already created. And here's the thing about Jeff. Jeff talks in marketing phrases, okay? Because he's from sports marketing and Chick-fil-A. And so he said, the bottom line is when your story connects to God's story, it leads to a greater story. <laughs> and so I said, Jeff, I got to have that. <laughs> I said, Jeff, you think about this stuff all day, right? You just, this thing just flows out of you like never before. Um, and I said, Jeff, let me, I said, he said, I don't care, you know, sure. I said, okay, cool. I'm going to take the back half of it and I'm going to make a greater story, the brand. And we'll have the tagline when your story connects to God's story leads to a greater story. And bro, out of that message at North Point launched this reaction to the story that was insane. I, I got a chance to reconnect with Steve Harvey recently. And I was telling him, you know, I've been in churches all around the world telling this story. He said, what? I didn't know that. I said, Steve, your show launched a movement. And he was like, are you serious? You know, he said, I didn't know that, man. That's so good. And da, 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 da. And uh, and it really did, man. His show and then that message at North Point launched me into different churches telling this story. And people, man, bro, they were just losing their minds by the grace of God um, for because the story is so emotional. People were bringing me their adopted kids and, you know, coming to me saying, if God could do that with your life, what could he do with mine? And just tears in the air, man, of of what God could do. And from there, after we did Cross Point in Nashville, where Pete, when Pete Wilson was there, um, I looked at some of our team, Candace Watkins was there at the time. And I said, I think I gotta, I think I need to turn this into a book. <laughs> hey, and then eventually, hopefully a movie one day. And so she said, Sam, yeah, you have like, you gotta do it. And bro, that was, that was four and a half years ago or three and a half years ago. 
And uh, since then, bro, I've been through round and round of talking to different people that wanted to maybe invest in it to um, getting a literary agent, you know, and, and, and then finally shopping the deal with bake with Baker books. And I mean, Baker publishing and, um, and here we are, bro. It, it was between that Zondervan, Thomas Nelson and Baker. And so here we go, bro. Here we go. Four years in the making. Yeah. Now, for those who may not be familiar, can you just tell, kind of tell your story, at least a little, a little bit of the story who may not be familiar with what happened on the Steve Harvey show and with your sister and everything? Yeah, bro. So long story short, me and my sister get born into poverty, um, addiction to crack, not us, our dad. Um, mom had three kids at 21. Then she had me and Sarah, five kids age 21. Um, and gave us up for adoption because she didn't have enough money to take care of the three. Dad left the picture. And, um, you know, we were put into the, into the foster system. And as we were in the foster system, a couple that had just given their life to Christ uh, for the first time, my dad, adoptive dad, at the, you know, who now, you know, he, he was in his third marriage. So he had done it his way long enough. My mom's second marriage, she had done it her way long enough and they gave their life to Christ and came down to Augusta, Georgia to adopt me and my sister two months after we had been given up for adoption out of this crazy kind of poverty-stricken situation. And when they came to adopt us, the lady in the adoption home said, you don't want to adopt them. They're probably not going to be much because of where they come from. Uh, poverty, crack, all these things my parents stepped into the prayer closet and they said that God told them, no, they are going to be much. These are our kids. And, you know, my sister grew up to be an industrial engineer and, you know, uh, dual scholarship to Spelman, Georgia tech. And I'm, you know, I'm, I've been on a learner's podcast five times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the learner quarter, the learner's quarter and, uh, and everything else that God's been able to do with the television and radio and preaching and books and all these other things. Man, God just, you know, he continued to rewrite our story. And some years went by and my adoptive dad, dad said to us, it's time for you to go meet your parents to age 24. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, you've lost your mind. He said, well, you could grow up one day and marry your cousin and you'd never know it. You know, I was like, you lost your mind. Uh, He convinces my sister to write into the Steve Harvey show because he said that Steve Harvey told him. Well, let me say it a different way. God told him in the barbershop when he was watching Steve Harvey that Steve Harvey was going to help us find our parents. Um, and I got up and left and, you know, and a year goes by, bro. The Steve Harvey show calls me and my sister and they say, we think we can help you find your parents. Do you want to do it? I called my sister back. I said, do you want to do it? She said, no, but I feel like we need to. They brought us up to Chicago me, my twin, my adoptive parents. Um, and they said, we're so sorry we didn't find anybody. We went to commercial break. We came back. They said, just kidding. Your mother's here. Eleanor, come on out. And on national television, we meet our, our, um, our biological mom and our three siblings that we never knew we had, bro. So that's the story, along with some other things in terms of where we are now, but then also how we got there. The book outlines all of that. It's about 60% uh narrative and 40% preaching like here's how what god can do in your life and here's how so that's the story bro a greater story 
Yeah. And, and I want to ask you, you know, you've been doing the podcast for a while. You've been traveling around the country and preaching this story as well. You've heard, you've probably been one of the people in the world right now who has heard the most amount of stories <laughs> from people. And I want to know, what are the themes that you see whenever someone is living a greater story life? Wow, bro. That's amazing. You know, I think the first thing that's big, and I talk about this in the book, is surrender. Surrender is at the core of accessing your, your greater story. Everybody has a, you know, I always say a greater story is like the millennial version of the purpose-driven life. That's what it is. That's all. It's the same stuff, except it goes a little bit deeper, but, um, and it gets a little bit more messy. But that's essentially what it is, bro. It's a surrendered life that you would trade your dreams in for God's dream, that you, that you have a posture of, it's not about what I want to do. It's kind of about what God wants to do through me. And if that means I have to put, that, put down some of the, the desires and the dreams that I've had for such a long time, so for his dreams, I will. And so I think people that are living at the highest level of who God has created them to be, it's you see this idea of surrender. I think the other thing that you see kind of comes out of surrender as well, but it is a surrender to the gifts that God has given them. I always say there's a difference between a talent and a gift. A talent is something you're good at. A gift is something you're graced at. And grace is just, you know, this supernatural ability, right, that God puts on something to, to usher in his work in the earth through you. So you could be really talented at, talented at something, but it's not necessarily changing people's lives. When you're graced at something, it has a power on it that impacts the world. And it change, when you do it, people are better because of it. What are some examples? Michael Jordan. Right. I mean, he was graced at the game of basketball. It made people better. Um, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Andy Stanley, Craig Rochelle, Lisa Turkhurst. Right. I mean, we could go Stephen Furt. We could go to Lecrae. We could go to Natalie Grant. We could go down the list of these people that we love. Uh, 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 Venus and Serena Williams. These are when you whatever they do, when they do it, they found their gift. It makes the world better and it makes people better. It has, it has a grace on it. We, I think we all know what it looks like to watch somebody flow in something supernaturally. And that's not just in church on Sunday morning. That's, man, you're so good at stocks, right? I mean, wow, you're so good at organization. You, you, every time you launch a business, it just blows up. You're so great at you know, taking care of people in third world countries. and and like who, who like who founded World Vision, right? I mean, who who started Compassion? You just like you are graced in that you found your gift, bro. I think those are the biggest things: a surrendered life and a surrender to the gifts that God has given them. Um, yeah. So, so I want to go back. Well, you said a lot there, and I want to hit on a couple of things that I want to ask you more about. So, you talked about surrender, and you even talk about this in the book a little bit. But I'd love for you to talk about because at some point. At some point in our life, we realize just what you were saying, that we have our idea of what we want our story to be like, and God has a different idea for it. 
what's help, what has helped you go, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to lay down my story. Cause that's tough because sometimes it involves like the death of our dreams and everything. Yeah. What, what's, what's helped you go. I'm going to choose God's story over my own wants and my own desires and even my own. Yeah. Bro, I got tired of running, running in the brick walls, man. You know, the closer you get to God, and I'm not an expert on it, but what I found is that the closer you get to God, the more you tend to invite him to control your circumstances. Now, he doesn't control everything, but the more you invite a man, the more he's like, all right, I'll start to move on some things. And when you do that, I mean, I would say this is the worst question, but also the best question that you could ask God is use me for your glory. It's the best and worst question you could ever ask because he takes you seriously. And he starts to move whatever is in your life out of the way to make that happen. And and it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a dream. It could be a business. It could be relationships. It could be a behavior. He starts to go, okay, I got you. I'm re- I'm so excited. Now let me let me clean up a little bit. <clears throat> and as as he started to clean, you know, me up from the perspective really of of dreams and other things, you know, he 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 started stripping me of some things. And and I'll tell you this, it was hard to let go of them. Because I was, I, I, no, 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 God, okay, God, yeah, use me, but wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Don't touch that over there. Let me just keep that, but you can, you can have everything else. And he takes it all, man. And uh, with that being said, that's what drove me to, to surrender, man, is that I let God in and he said, okay, you want me to do it, we're going to fight about it because you're not, you may not like what I, what I take away but you gave me permission and I'm not going to stop until I get you in the right path that I want you to be in. Not that you want to be in, but that I want you to be in. Would you trade your dreams for my dreams, Sam? Is the question that I've had to answer. And as he did it, and as, and as I've answered it, man, it's, it's meant, you know, it's taking me to some brick walls until I finally said, all right, you got it. <laughs> and here we are. But it was, not a easy process. What what keeps you from going back to your old dreams? Ooh. Um, because we're all tempted at some point. Yeah, things get too hard, and it's like, man, things would be easier if I just went my own way. What what helps you? Yeah. What helps you from not going down that path? Well, you know, I think that sometimes God will take things for a lifetime. And I think sometimes he'll take them for a season or seasons or years. I think, I think though, you know that God is bringing something back for you to do it um, if you're not running after it and it starts to run after you. In other words, you let go of something and then it's like, okay. People keep asking me, oh, okay, maybe God wants me to do, you know, but, but never does it cross over into, okay, well, I'm just getting ready to do, you know, I'm jumping back. It's like, no, God, you're going to have to do it. 
for instance, music was a big dream of mine. And um, I'm putting, by the time this comes out, it will be announced that I have an EP out. So there's songs. I know, I know, A Greater Story, the EP is out right now. Joseph Sojourner and I have a song and some others and uh, the, the Truth and 1K Few is on the record. And uh, so it's big, you know, this, that's why this is coming out the week of release. So you get the exclusives. Um, and so, but, I, but I'm not gonna, all of a sudden, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh man, it's time to go on tour. No, because I know what God has called me to. So I think that there's a large part of it, on, you know, on that end. But then I think the second thing is when you talk about having dreams that aren't helping the kingdom, advance right and he's like you need to give that up um or i never created you for that like i don't ever want you to do that it's like i think it does you know it's 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 knowing that his ways are better than our ways and if you're in your dream for real the dream that he has for you for real then you don't want to go back i would venture to say if you are tempted to go back you probably haven't found what he really wants you to do. Because I am not tempted ever to go back to music. <laughs> I am not. I do it for fun now, and I get the chance to put some things out, but I don't have any desire to do a showcase or, oh, man, I got, you know, I get this record deal. It's like, no, like, I'm going to put the album out, and I'm going to do what I can to support it, but I don't. There's nothing in me that is like what I was when I was 19. And so that's what I would say. If you're still fighting to go back to a dream that you had, you probably haven't surrendered or even found the dream um, that God really has for you. That's what I'd say, bro. Yeah. Well, and I think it even just highlights, uh, you know, as, as I was reading through the book, and you have the chapter on sacrifice <laughs> in there. And like, literally you count out all of these examples of all of these people who have accomplished great things. And you go, the common thing is that they all had to sacrifice something great mm. that cost them something in order to get what God wanted them to do. Um, yeah. What, what, what other encouragement would you offer to the someone who, you know, literally they just found out or just realized Hey, this is the sacrifice that I'm going to have to make. Mm. What would you say to that person? One big sentence on the other side of sacrifice is greatness. You, you may not be able to see it now, but if you're sacrificing anything for God on the other side is purpose and is greatness. And what lies ahead of you is greater than what lies behind you. And so many of us don't, we don't want to turn it in because it's like, but what, but, but what if what I'm getting is not better? What if I'm giving up some of the best things that I have? It's like, no, if God ever asks you to give something up, he has something better for you. That's the only reason he asks us to give it up because it's not what we're supposed to have. And that thing that he wants to bring into our lives is better. There's a better career, right? To, uh, unmarried couples, right? If, there's, if God has asked you to give a certain significant other up, there's better, there's a better, right? Significant other. There's a better boyfriend. There's a better girlfriend, you know? Um, 
there's a better marriage when God asks us to give certain things up. There, there are better things on the other side. There's a better business. There's a better direction. There's, there's, there are better ways to make money than the one that, that, he has, that he has you in. There's a greater story for your family that he may be even trying to get you to. And so whatever, so that's what I would say. Whatever lies ahead of you is greater than what lies behind you. Other thing that you talked about for the theme was gifts. And sometimes it can be hard to see the gift in yourself. And you talked about it a little bit, but what, in identifying your own gifts, what has helped you see, oh, this is, this is the gift that you've been graced for that you talked about? Yeah, I mean, the scriptures often talk about each one of us being, a, uh, being given a gift from God. Some people are, you know, they've got the gift of hospitality. They've got the gift of kindness and prophecy or whatever. Um, but in that, it says that God gives gifts to make the church, to build the church up, to make the church better. And ultimately, to make the world better, the equipping of the saints, the, 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 the uh, um, manifestation of the kingdom on earth, through, that we begin to usher that in with our gifts. That's why he gives it to us. And so I would say to notice in that verse um, a huge, a huge moment. And the moment is this. God's given us gifts to impact others. So the only way to know if you're impacting others is if they tell you. It's the only way to know. The only way to know if you that's how you find a gift. How do I know my gift? Well, whatever I'm doing is impacting others. Okay, so how do I know if I'm impacting them? You got you to gotta sit down and you have to call some people and go, hey, what do I do? That is amazing. What, what, and, and, you know, another way I say this, what are people always asking you to do? That thing that they just can't, like, man, can, hey, could you come do this? Hey, when you do that, hey, 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 hey. What we're identifying is a gift. People are now wanting what you give and they're, and they're, sim- they're simply saying, Hey, I want more of that. That's helping me. Uh, And so the difficult part is not asking people what's helping them. The difficult part is believing them when they tell you. That's the difficult part. Oh, I I remember people say, you know, Sam, we love when you sing. We love it. But it's something special about when you talk that just, God, somebody even said to me, Love your, your concerts. Um, but when you speak in between the songs, <laughs> they say something special is happening. And uh, I said, okay. And I had to believe. I was like, man, I think they're sending me a message. I think they're showing me what God has graced. I'm great at singing. But in this season, the grace is on speaking and on uplifting and there'll be some things like we talked about. The EP is out and people can check it out. And maybe this is a season where God is just wanting to highlight that gift. And maybe he's graced just this moment. But I know that for the long term, um, that this is what he's called me to. So there it is, bro. Believe him. I was going to say, what has helped you accept those truths about yourself? Wow. Impact. I think I'm more married to impact than I am feeling good about whatever. I mean, my, my dreams pale in comparison to genuine impact. 
am I actually impacting somebody? And what I realize is that what I'm doing now is not a trade-off. It's who I am. So it doesn't even feel like I'm giving anything up. It's like, oh, wait, I found me. I'm more fulfilled now than I was singing. I'm more fulfilled now doing what he's called me to do uh, than I was chasing anything else. And again, it's not to say that God won't use the singing because he will. But in his way, and it wasn't, it was, there was a moment where singing was my number one. That's what I, now preaching and teaching and training and leading is my number one. And music is a number two and number three that can aid in number one. So yeah, I got the EP out, but it's, the, it's my book cover on, on the EP. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have my leather jacket on with my, you know, with my Tim's going, you know, I'm not, you know, we're throwing up the West side. Like I'm in artist mode. I don't have that. Like I'm looking like I look and going, Hey, this is another gift I have that can accompany um, what God is doing on the ministry. front. <laughs> what do you see? Most people underestimate whenever it comes to living a greater story. Ooh. Um, I think the biggest thing that people underestimate is the idea that God can do more. The difference between somebody who grew up in a trailer park and became a multimillionaire or built a massive nonprofit for Jesus that went around the world and someone else who, you know, just became whatever. Um, is that they're not fulfilled in is uh, obviously God gracing it and God ordaining it and all those other things. But I think a large part of it is hustle. And it's also vision. Do you, I, I, every leader I talk to that is doing great things, which is a lot of people, but when you look at these massive movements, they have an unbelievable amount of belief that God could, uh, could do the morale, like the craziest stuff. And it doesn't have to be stadiums. It could just be for your local church. Man, God, you can, God can change this community through our church, right? Just a vision for that. Like, it doesn't matter what level you go to. Big is relative, depending on what you want, what you're doing. But it, but it starts and ends with belief. Do you believe that God could do more? Than where you are right now. And, and the answer is, he can do anything. And he wants to do more. I think that's the other misconception. People don't think God wants to do more. Well, this is all, no, God is always about growth. How do we know? The parable of the talents. He gave the one man one and then five and then ten. He's all, is God, does God want growth? I don't, yes. People asking the question, is he want, yes, he wants growth. Don't lie to yourself and start believing that God doesn't want to grow. That that's it. I should just be satisfied with that. No, God wants you to multiply what he puts in your hands as many times as possible. In his fear and in the the sphere of influence that he's ordained, but growth, 100%. So I think it's belief, man. Belief is the biggest thing that... um, I think people underestimate what a greater story that he actually can and wants to do more. So reach higher, dream bigger, run faster, work harder for the sake of the gospel. 
What's helped you remain open-handed to what God wants to do in your life? Wow. I think any time, and I learned this the hard way when God was taking away music to get me in the ministry. I was holding on to it so tight that it was violent when he took it away. Say more about not because, that. Not because he made it violent, but because I made it violent because I wouldn't let it go. I was just like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, no. And I'm holding it. And, and he did everything he could to get it away from me. And he got it. And uh, well, most of us, he has to make us hit rock bottom. It was violent. So I think for me, I've learned from that situation and many others, it's easier to just to let him do his thing. Because mm-hmm. he can do it better than you anyway. So that's one. But then also your life is easier when you just let him roll. Because he's not going to let you just do what he doesn't want you to do. Because he cares about you and other people. And so that's what I said. Yeah. For the person who is just getting started, they heard this and they're like, hey, I like I want to live, I want to live a greater story. Where's the place to start? What what advice would you give to them for just getting started? Man, I, I think for, I will get in the local church for sure. I think that if you're not in a church, you got to be plugged in the one just to get the basic tenets of the faith and, a, and to develop a relationship with God because salvation, as they say, is the door to the kingdom. But to discover everything that's, you know, beyond the door, you got to get in a faith-based community and just learn about God, figure out some way to learn about who he is and to get a healthy circle around you that can help you kind of start the journey and walk it out. But then beyond that, um, I would say, if you have not created a moment where, you're, where you have three people or four people that you're asking the question that we talked about, which is, you know, what's special about me or what's a gift or talent that I have that's special, which I talk a lot about in the book. Um, if you don't have that, it's going to be impossible to discover what you're doing that's awesome. What you're do- it's going to be impossible to discover what you're graced at. And, and, and we have to move in our lives beyond settling for our talents. And we have to start chasing after our gifts. It's a violent, it's not a violent, it's a, uh, an emotional process, but it will unlock purpose for you. The moment you let go of talent and embrace gifts and take yourself on this journey, your life starts to make sense. Well, Sam. I know people are going to want to pick up the book, A Greater Story. <laughs> They're going to go stream the album as well. They're go on. Find your podcast, A Greater Story as well. Where's the best place for people to continue to learn from you, to continue to keep up with you about all that's going on? Definitely. I mean, if they want to get the book, Amazon, right? And go get it from Amazon, A Greater Story, Sam Collier. But also, if you go to agreaterstory.org, www.agreaterstory.org, and just scroll down. We have all the bookstores there. And even Baker Bookhouse uh, sometimes is giving like 40% off the book. Um, but it has Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Christian Books, all these other things. 
and check it out. Get the audio book if you're a listener. Get the ebook if you're in another country somewhere, and or get the hardback. But I don't want you to get it just to get it. I want you to get it if you're in a place where one you need God to show you how He can turn a mess into a miracle, which a lot of us do because of COVID nineteen. Or if you're just in a space and you feel lost and you're going, God, what is next for me? And how do I find your unique design? Or if you just need to be encouraged with hope, get the story uh, to, to fully tap into what God has ordained for your life. Yeah. Well, Sam, thanks again for being on the podcast today. The man, the myth, the legend, Caleb Mason. You the man, bro. I appreciate you. This was the one. I'm going to tweet it, Instagram it, push it everywhere. Y'all keep listening to the Learner's Corner. Sam, thanks again so much for being on the podcast. If you're listening to this, go buy the book. Go subscribe to Sam's podcast as well. He's so, and if you're not following him on social media, if you're not following him on Instagram, go and follow him as well because he is somebody that's voice is worth listening to. He's a voice that a, and a, and a person that is very much needed right now. I think especially as our country continues to move forward, and especially as we move closer to the election, Sam is somebody that you're going to want to listen to. And you could start by going ahead and just picking up his book. And uh, I can't remember if we, you mentioned this in the interview or not, but he did the audiobook as well. And so if you're an audible person, go ahead and uh, you can listen there. Sam's the one who's reading it. And Sam may get some free bonus content in there as well. Anyway, Sam, thanks again for being on the podcast. And Sam Massey, thanks again for just providing the music for this episode as well and for the podcast and everything. I want to let you know uh, that if you have anything that you would like us to talk about or uh, that you would want covered on the podcast, or if you're just really excited about a book, really excited about the podcast, hey, hit me up on Instagram and let me know. I would love to hear about it. My Instagram handle is at Caleb J. Mason. Would love to hear with you. Would love to connect with you. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Mason podcast. Until next time, keep learning and keep growing.